Hello, I'm Cato, and I will be reading from Bullfinch's Mythology, from the introduction about Zeus. Zeus, though called the father of gods and men, had himself a beginning. Saturn, or Kronos, was his father, and Rhea, or Ops, was his mother. Saturn and Rhea were of the race of Titans, who were the children of Earth and Heaven, which sprang from chaos. Saturn and Rhea were not the only Titans. There were others, whose names were Oceanus, Hyperion, Iapetus, and Ophion, males, and Themis, Nemosyne, Yernami, females. They are spoken of as the Elder Gods, whose dominion was afterwards transferred to others. Saturn yielded to Jupiter, Oceanus to Neptune, Hyperion to Apollo. Hyperion was the father of the sun, moon, and dawn. He is therefore the original sun god, and is painted with the splendor and beauty which were afterwards bestowed on Apollo. Hyperion's curls, the front of Jove himself. Shakespeare. Ophion and Eurynome ruled over Olympus till they were dethroned by Saturn and Rhea. Milton alludes to them in Paradise Lost. He says the heathens seem to have had some knowledge of the temptation and fall of man. And fabled how the serpent, whom they called Ophion, with Eurynome, the wide and encroaching Eve, perhaps, had first the rule of high Olympus, thence by Saturn driven. The representations given of Saturn are not very consistent, for on the one hand, his reign is said to have been the golden age of innocence and purity, and on the other, he is described as a monster who devoured his children. Jupiter, however, escaped this fate, and when grown up, espoused Metis, who administered a draught to Saturn, which caused him to disgorge his children. Jupiter, with his brothers and sisters, now rebelled against their father Saturn, his brothers, the Titans, vanquished them, and imprisoned some of them in Tartarus, inflicting other penalties on others. Atlas was condemned to bear up the heavens on his shoulders. On the dethronement of Saturn, Jupiter, with his brothers Neptune, or Poseidon, and Pluto, or Dis, divided his dominions. Jupiter's portion was the heavens, Neptune's the ocean, and Pluto's the realms of the dead. Earth and Olympus were common property. Jupiter was king of gods and men. The thunder was his weapon, and he bore a shield called Aegis, made for him by Vulcan. The eagle was his favorite bird, and bore his thunderbolts. Vulcan, or Hephaestus, the celestial artist, was the son of Jupiter and Juno. He was born lame, and his mother was so displeased at the sight of him that she flung him out of heaven. Other accounts say that Jupiter kicked him out for taking part with his mother in a quarrel, which occurred between them. Vulcan's lameness, according to this account, was the consequence of his fall. He was a whole day falling, and at last landed in the island of Lemnos, which was thenceforth sacred to him. Milton alludes to this story on Paradise Lost, Book 1. From morn to noon he fell, from noon to dewy eve, as summer's day, and with the settling sun, dropped from the zenith, like a falling star, on Lemnos, the Aegean Isle. Mars or Ares, the god of war, was the son of Jupiter and Juno. Phoebus Apollo, the god of archery, prophecy, and music, was the son of Jupiter and Latona, and brother of Diana, or Artemis. He was god of the sun, as Diana, his sister, was goddess of the moon. Venus, or Aphrodite, the goddess of love and beauty, was the daughter of Jupiter and Dione. Others say that Venus sprang from the foam of the sea. The Zephyr wafted her along the waves to the Isle of Cyprus, where she was received and attired by the seasons, and then led to the assembly of the gods. All were charmed with her beauty, and each one demanded her for his wife. Jupiter gave her to Vulcan, in gratitude for the service he had rendered in forging thunderbolts. So the most beautiful of the goddesses became the wife of the most ill-favored of gods. Venus is possessed of an embroidered girdle called Cestus, which had the power of inspiring love. Her birds were swans and doves, and the plants sacred to her were the rose and the myrtle. Cupid, or Eros, the god of love, was the son of Venus. He was her constant companion, and armed with bow and arrows, he shot the darts of desire into the bosoms of both gods and men. 
There was a deity named Anteros, who is sometimes represented as the avenger of slighted love, and sometimes as the symbol of reciprocated affection. The following legend is told of him. Venus, complaining to Themis that her son Eros continued always a child, was told by her that it was because he was solitary, and that if he had a brother, he would grow apace. Anteros was soon afterwards born, and Eros immediately was seen to increase rapidly in size and strength. Minerva, or Paulus, or Athena, the goddess of wisdom, was the offspring of Jupiter, without a mother. She sprang forth from his head completely armed. Her favorite bird was the owl, and the plant sacred to her, the olive. Byron, in Child Herald, alludes to the birth of Minerva thus. Can tyrants but by tyrants conquered be, and freedom find no champion and no child, such as Columbia saw arise when she sprang forth a palace, armed and undefiled? Or must such minds be nourished in the wild, deep in the unpruned forest midst the roar, of cataracts where nursing nature smiled, on infant Washington, has earth no more such seeds within her breast, or Europe no such shore? Mercury, or Hermes, was the son of Jupiter and Maya. He presided over commerce, wrestling, and other gymnastics exercises, even over thieving, and everything, in short, which required skill and dexterity. He was a messenger of Jupiter, and wore a winged cap and winged shoes. He bore in his hand a rod entwined with two serpents, called the Caduceus. Mercury is said to have invented the lyre. He found one day a tortoise, of which he took the shell, made holes in the opposite edges of it, and drew cords of linen through them, and the instrument was complete. The cords were nine, in honor of the nine muses. Mercury gave the lyre to Apollo, and received from him in exchange the caduceus. Footnote. From this origin, the instrument, the word shell is often used as synonymous with lyre, and figuratively, for music and poetry. Thus Gray, in his Ode on the Progress of Poesy, says, O sovereign of the willing soul, parent of sweet and solemn breathing airs, enchanting shell with sullen cares, and frantic passions hear thy soft control. Bacchus, or Dionysus, the god of wine, was the son of Jupiter and Semela. He represents not only the intoxicating power of wine, but its social and beneficent influences likewise, so that he is viewed as the promoter of civilization, and a lawgiver and lover of peace. The muses were the daughters of Jupiter and Menosme, or memory. They presided over song and prompted the memory. They were nine in number, to each of whom was assigned the pres precedence over some particular department of literature, art, or science. Calliope was the muse of epic poetry, Cleo of history, Euterpa of lyric poetry, Melpomena of tragedy, Tripsichore of choral dance and song, Arado of love poetry, Polyhymnia of sacred poetry, Urania of astronomy, and Thalia of comedy. The Graces were goddesses presiding over the banquet, the dance, and all social enjoyments and elegant arts. They were three in number. Their names were Euphrosyne, Eglia, and Thalia. Spencer describes the offices of the Graces thus. These three on men all gracious gifts bestow, which deck the body or adorn the mind. To make them lovely or well-favored show, as comely carriage, entertainment kind, sweet semblance, friendly offices that bind, in all the compliments of courtesy, they teach us how to each degree and kind, we should ourselves demean, to low and to high, to friends to froze, which skill men call civility. The fates were also three, Clotho, Lachesis, and Atropos. Their office was to spin the thread of human destiny, and they were armed with shears, which, with which they cut it off when they pleased. They were the daughters of Themis, or Law, who sits by Jove on his throne to give him counsel. If you want to get in touch with us, maybe become a guest reader. If you have a myth you want us to read, or just want to let us know how we can improve, you can email us at mythfriday at gmail.com.
Don't forget to share the podcast and visit our website at sites.google.com slash view slash Myth Friday for any announcements and links to our contributors' podcasts. We're Kato and Claudius. This is Myth Friday, and we'll see you next week.